Hey, folks. Um, first off, I mentioned this the other night. I, I want to say it again because I thought it was um, – I really do believe it was a big factor. I want to thank the fans for coming. I know people have been frustrated with the start coming off the Weber game. Uh, you know, nobody more frustrated than us, but the fans showed up. The students showed up. I thought we had great energy in the stadium the other night, and our kids fed off of it. That's the, that's the hardest and just kind of the most passionate group uh, that we've had, that we've put on the field. It showed especially on defense and special teams, and a lot of our fans stayed till the very end, and where we kind of clawed our way back into a 10-point game, it's appreciated. We need it. We need it now. These guys are getting better, and they do feed off the fans, and we have a great home stadium. And, I, I appreciate folks, so hopefully they'll, they'll be back when we play at home in a couple of weeks, and we'll keep improving. Um, secondly, I also want to thank everybody across the valley, but really honestly across the country that partnered with us last week with the uh, Mental Health uh, Awareness Initiative. You know, when we decided to do this back in the summer, clearly something that's important to me, but also to, also to our staff and our families and our players, as you saw the testimonials, we didn't know what to expect in terms of response from the Valley, but definitely not nationally. And just the amount of views of uh, the testimonials who put out mine and those of players as well have been just amazing. The responses, texts, emails, letters, you name it, we've gotten in terms of thank yous and, and how helpful and supportive those things were, were to people. Uh, it made it very um, aware to us or, or very apparent to us that it was, man, God used it in a big way this week. I know he'll continue to do that. Uh, it was not easy for any of us, but, but um, you know, to find some purpose out of pain, uh, that, that gives you a sense of, you know, God's using it. We're going to continue to partner this week with Helensky's Hope, who came in to speak this season during fall camp. They kick off their mental health. Uh, awareness week next Saturday with us playing on Thursday night. We'll wear ribbons in, in honor of those guys and support them as well. So, uh, and then we'll then we'll move on to other initiatives. But definitely our our thoughts won't change. Uh, to hopefully we, it's not just something we think about once a year or for a week. It's something that we all make more a part of our life and more aware of how we can be supportive and be helpful and encourage those um, uh, year round and, and daily. Beyond that, man, I was—I uh, felt like it was our defense's best game of the season, with the exception of a couple breakdowns. We played—we played really, really well up front. We played with a physical kind of nasty mentality to stop the run and to be able to stop UNLV from running the ball as effectively as they had in previous games was a huge task, and our defense stood up to it. Uh, I know we had one big throw down the sideline where we had a bust, and really, honestly, we just fell down. We had a short field after the punt, uh, the, the kneel, uh, kneel down punt that, that got us in a short field that we, we needed to force a field goal. But honestly, they played well enough to, for us to win in almost every area. There's several things we can fix. But if we play with that kind of passion, we play that physical up front, and we'll, we'll mix it up in the back end. Then we got a chance to win games as we as we move forward. Special teams, I thought, did a great job with the exception of the the one bad snap and the kneel down, creating a short field. We had a blocked punt. We had several good punt returns. We had another big kickoff return to midfield, and and we covered kicks well. Um, we need to avoid the penalty. We need to avoid the kneel down in that area. Uh, those can be avoided with better execution and 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 really just um, smart play by Jamie. Nance, I mean, he can't, he can't afford to get the, the penalty there. But 
we uh, we played really well in special teams. Offensively, more explosives than we've had. We pushed the ball downfield better than we had in previous games, but we are still struggling for consistency. We didn't run the ball particularly well. We definitely did not move the chains on third and fourth and short where we absolutely have to. And then the turnovers, uh, we, we can't have turnovers and expect to win games. It's surprising that we were still in a 10-point game late with how badly, badly we played in terms of turnovers and penalties. So we... Uh, we did improve, albeit not on the record, and, and obviously the scoreboard only showed minimal improvement. Uh, I think without the turnovers, without the penalties, we're, we're in great position to win that game, and that's what's disappointing. Those are self-inflicted mistakes that we have to fix, and um, we, uh, we battled those yesterday. We were very extremely uh, transparent in all those areas where we can fix those problems, and hopefully we will take another step forward this week and eliminate mistakes. And, play our best game and find a way to get a win against a really, really good BYU team. Maybe the last time we get a chance to face them ever, which can, which is a lot considering it's been played 90, 91, 92 times. So uh, no better time than now to play our best and eliminate mistakes and, and go get a win. What questions do you have? Coach, Trent Wood with Deseret News. You talk a lot about the inability to execute on third and fourth down, especially third and short and fourth and short in that game. I'm curious how much of that was just not being able to execute the plays. Was it play calls that weren't the right play calls? What was going wrong on those short money downs? Well, there's three, there's three that really stick out. We had a third and one where we ran pretty standard inside zone play and both right guard and center both missed. They moved the front. And we, uh, we didn't respond well to it. We ended up with an unblocked guy right in the gap, and, and he stoned it. So we, ex we didn't execute. The play call is fine. We got numbers for the bodies that are in the box. If we cover those guys up, it's, um, you know, it's a good play. The fourth and two, uh, earlier coming towards the building, we ran a shovel, a little shovel underneath shovel pass to uh, Brock Lane. Uh, we got bodies on the right bodies. We're a little deep on our pull, and we're a little deep on the shovel path. I think if we're a little bit more downhill, we need about six more inches to move the chains. Uh, again, we've got numbers. We've got multiple options on that play. If they squeeze, we're going to kick the ball in the perimeter. If they widen, which they did, we're going to shovel it underneath. That same play uh, scored for us in a similar look against UConn. It, uh, it helped us beat uh, Air Force last year in a very similar type setting. Uh, where we shoveled it underneath the Carson Terrell. This time, you know, we didn't execute it quite as well. Great play, I thought, by the linebacker to really put his face right on uh, the, the, the ball carrier, and, and we just didn't get anything after that. The, the final fourth and two, fourth and two and a half, uh, I, I call that's on me. I, I, saw, I sent some, dis, some confusion in terms of our formation and what we're trying to get run. We hard counted them and didn't get a free play. Um, I need to take a time out there. Uh, I feel like if we don't have a perfect play with, with more options than just running the ball downhill there, uh, I, I got to take a time out. And so in that sense, I'll take that one. That one's on me. I know Coach Tuck will tell you it's a bad call. I'm going to tell you I should have called the timeout. I was trying to save the timeouts because of where we were in the game. Uh, didn't feel like we were going to get a better look at scoring a touchdown and felt like we got to be able to convert right here, and we, and we didn't. So... Um, yeah, I'm going to take that one. Call a timeout, get the right play, maybe even consider a field goal, although field goal is not going not gonna to end it for you. you still got a lot of work left to do. But uh, I need to burn a timeout right there and get us off the field, make sure we got the right play call.
Coach Eric Franson with 106.9 The Fan. With those um, short yardage plays situations, was there much thought about bringing Levi in as a as another option to just get a few extra yards? You know, it wasn't discussed. He's definitely – we have a package with him available. Um, you know, it, it when you look back at the first two plays, physically, matchup-wise, we got bodies for everybody. Now, he's a big physical guy, and maybe in hindsight – we, we would, but have we executed those two plays as we do on a daily basis? Had we covered bodies up, we've moved the chains on both. The third one, like I said, I need to take a timeout, make sure maybe we talk about putting him on the field then and, and giving ourselves multiple options. Maybe we run our two-point play right there. Maybe we take the field goal. Um, should have taken a timeout. That falls on my shoulders. Coach Patrick Mayhorn with the Ag Ship. It seems like there are a lot of uh, half field reads in the passing game where you have guys on the other side who just aren't really running routes. What is the what's the benefit of doing that? Well, I'm not sure that's completely accurate. We do that at times. We do isolate some guys at times. Uh, there are times where he can take the <laughs> side based off of the look and the grass, and we do that as well. Um, when you play at the tempo we want to play at, and when you run the amount of t- you know, deep vertical type reads that our wideouts do, there are some times when taking, uh, taking another vertical stretch off a guy's legs is going to be helpful. And so some of it is, you know, just conserving guys' legs. When you know you've got an isolated one-on-one, quarterback doesn't have to think. This guy's getting it or this half of the field's getting it, and, and we have answers from there. So philosophically, sometimes you want the entire field to be involved. Sometimes you want to isolate, take – take some of those conversations and some of those reads away from uh, the quarterback and simplify things. And it's either inside-outside run, inside-outside check down, or it's isolate the entire field, give one guy a chance to win on a double move. All this is very similar to what we did a year ago. And, and you know, we just got to execute those things better. I think we did. Last year we had guys that, that uncovered themselves. We made some, some really good 50-50 ball type plays. We had several 50-50 balls. Saturday that that we didn't win on Uh, we had several that we did but we had several that we didn't and we need to make sure those are incomplete passes or their completions we we can't let them turn into turnovers seemed like there were some instances where there was some hesitation from Logan as well Um, what have you seen there is that uh, what, what, what is the what can cause that really a lot of things can different look from the back end uh waiting on a receiver to make a decision based off of him having two or three options. A lot of what we do is let our wideouts get into open grass based off of how the coverage is played. When he's sitting on his back foot waiting on a guy to get in the window, he can't let it loose until he knows exactly what decision they've made. So are you going to run by the guy? Is he going to throw him by? Is he going to duck into open grass? So a lot of what he has to do is get to his position, sit on his back foot, wait for the route to declare, uh, wait for the route concept to declare. Some of those cases may look like he's – indecisive but he can only do what he needs to when they commit to the route so some of those may be just disguised coverages waiting on routes to clear Uh, indecision on a quarterback's part can be based off of a lot of different things sometimes the receiver making a decision sometimes the route to develop Um, you know as we looked at it he forced two throws early after he came out of those two knew what he did wrong didn't make those same mistakes again really threw the ball extremely well the rest of the game. Even the picks later in the game, those are 50-50 balls that we either have to catch or we need to break the play up. We need to get back to the line of scrimmage. Those are one-on-ones. And if we're going to 
push the ball downfield. We're going to be in some of those one-on-one situations with some 50-50 balls, and guys are going to have to either make the catch or defend the play and break it up so we can get back to the line of scrimmage. Coach Anderson, Jason Turner from the Herald Journal. Um, how, how impressive has Jaron Hall been for BYU, especially when you consider Romney hasn't played this season and Naku has played sparingly? Uh, I, I would say he's been somewhat flawless. I mean, I know they've got a loss on their record, and, and he may be frustrated about his play, but what he's done in terms of accuracy, the ability to move the pocket and extend plays, and then really to reach the wide side of the field so effectively, that's not something everybody can do. They run the ball extremely well, and that takes a tremendous amount of pressure. I mean, it doesn't really matter what running back they put on the field. They're effective at, at running the ball. Uh, but he, he can reach every area of the field, and he can hurt you with his feet. He's a total package. We didn't see him a year ago. Uh, we're seeing him up close and personal this year, and he's playing at a you know, very, very high level. Coach, Brian Phillips, Big Blue USU Aggie News. Although it didn't result in a lot of huge yardage, uh, Brock Lane caught three passes on three targets. Does that maybe mean or, or give you hope that perhaps you may get the tight end more involved in the next few weeks? Yeah, love to. Love to. We were shorthanded on Saturday. Uh, you know, he's getting his first reps, really hadn't played. He's been injured. We, we had high hopes for him before he got hurt. Thought he did a good job. He's a guy that, that does spread the offense out a little bit for us and give us another weapon. Um, so, I mean, he's definitely a place that if we can find matchups, you know, like to see him get involved. Like to see really that whole room get more and more involved as we move forward. Coach Anderson, I got another question just about BYU. Uh, they've been really stingy defensively with the exception of the Oregon game. So what do you see from that, uh, from that group that uh, allows them to be effective? Well, they're built really well up front. They're big. They play a lot of guys. I, I'm not sure uh, what the total number it is, but it is, it is definitely you, you, you're playing a lot of people, keeping a lot of guys fresh. They've got linked out on the edges to play man coverage, which they will. They played a ton of man against us last year. But their ability to play the run and slow the run down, obviously with the exception uh, of, of two really good rushing teams in Baylor and Oregon, they're still able to play the box with – few numbers and commit guys out in space, which makes windows really, really hard to get into. We struggled to effectively run the ball against them last year at any point, only sparingly. We got going in the second half by hitting some windows in the back end and a couple explosive throws, but running the ball is very, very difficult because they are so big up front, so powerful, and so long. They shed blocks well. They're able to play man coverage with that length. I mean, there's a challenge everywhere you look. Coach Patrick Mayhorn again. You mentioned earlier this being, you know, an opportunity to beat BYU in, in what might be the last game that you two play for a while. What are your thoughts on that, just in general? Well, it's a it's a great rivalry. I understand what's going on. I mean, I think we all saw this potentially coming with their move to the Big Twelve. But rivalry football is what college football is all about, in my opinion. I absolutely love it. Have not always been able to be a part of that, but some of my most uh, enjoyable experiences are these types of games. So I hate to see it go. I understand why it is. You'd like to think it'll come back around at some point that we'll able to be able to get it sorted out where this game comes back in the future. But for a while, this is going to be the last one. And I can't think of a better time to play our best ball and get a win 
then go down there and find a way to beat these guys. That's a huge challenge. They're a phenomenal football team. It would be, it would be huge for us, and it would obviously give us a tremendous amount of momentum moving forward. But everybody will remember the last one, and uh, that that would be that's great motivation for our guys to play their very best. Coach Eric Franson, once again, eleven penalties in the Weber State game, eleven again. Uh, this past weekend, you talked about it. You voiced your frustration with the players on the field, but also your coaching staff. What's the what have those conversations been like addressing the discipline with your team? They probably weren't real fun for those on the receiving end. We've got to we got to show more composure. We uh, we had a great frenzied kind of environment, which is what we want. We we need that energy, uh, and, and it showed on the field and how physically we played with the energy level that we played with. But it's got to, obviously, we can't cross that line and start having, um, I don't know, emotional-type penalties, frustration-type penalties. We had way too much dialogue with an official. This particular crew had a couple of officials that were very talkative uh, back to our sideline, to our players, to our staff. Uh, you know, that's my job, to talk to officials. And in this particular case, we didn't respond real well with uh, an official that was, you know, very, very vocal. Um, and our staff's got to do a better job. But we can't ask our players to show composure if our if our coaches don't. And you know, just to me, we're, we're creating opportunities for for our players to get the wrong message. So just just being a transparent man, we got to do better too, from head coach down. And, and if if I see coaches that are that are screaming and 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 getting in confrontations and, and arguing with officials, they need to be coaching our players. Let me handle that. So. I feel like being transparent, man. Everywhere in our program, we need to do better. Our coaches can do the same as can I. And I think the best way for us to address it is to be open with it, go to work on it, and do better this week. Well, and just to follow up, this historically has been a game and a matchup that can get a little emotional with the Utah State and BYU too. Yeah, there's no doubt it can. Rivalry games do. So we got to learn from last week. We cannot win this game with – 11 penalties, especially, you know, it's one thing to have a, a in the course of play, hand placement gets a little bad, you get a holding call. Hand placement, you know, your hands to the face. I mean, I get combative penalties. It's the unforced era, unsportsmanlike contact where your emotions take the best of you. We cannot have it. We cannot put ourselves in a position to retaliate. We definitely can't instigate it. And that goes from head coach all the way down. We've got to stay composed. Play on the edge of out of control without crossing that line. We have struggled to find that line so far. Uh, we have crossed it two weeks in a row. We cannot continue to do that. If we do, we will, guys, we won't be very successful. I mean, the formula is out in the open for everybody. We know what we got to fix. We got to eliminate turnovers. We got to eliminate the penalties. We got to play mistake free football uh, with the same energy level that you saw this past week. Coach Patrick Mayhorn again. It seemed like the passing game was working pretty well in the fourth quarter. What was what was working there, and why was that? Uh, why was it so successful? You know, I, I think we we opened things up a little bit. We 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 got to some concepts that we had gotten away from a little bit. We found a couple matchups that we liked that we had seen formationally earlier in the game. Guys made some great catches. I mean, some of those are contested catches that. I mean, the the, the catch that Terrell Ball makes in the end zone is one of the best catches we've seen in a long, long time. Uh, so a little bit of both. We got some plays that we probably need to lean on a little bit more in the future. We we protected and, and really just got ourselves in open grass a little bit better than we did earlier. And a couple guys made phenomenal catches off, off of great throws. So I thought we got better as the day went on. 
maybe a sense of urgency, maybe a sense of, of kind of playing two-minute style of offense. Uh, it, it, all those things kind of put us in a rhythm that helped us. Anything else, guys? Coach, just appreciate quick. it. Can I? Oh, okay. Thanks, Coach. You got Thank one? You, Coach. you got one more. I'll, I'll try to answer for you. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, just looked like Logan got pretty rocked at the end of the game there. Just wondering how he's. he's yeah, he got hit pretty good. Did you see the linebacker come through? <laughs> yes. Hit him, hit, hit him right in the chest. Pretty good shot. Um, as Logan has always done, the dude <laughs> got back up and somehow finished finished the game last play. I was ready to take him off, but uh, they blitzed the late backer, and the guy, I mean, just exploded him right there uh, as he was letting the ball go. Somehow he would finish the next play and get a ball thrown to the end zone. Uh, but that's that's kind of who Logan was all last year and has continued to be that through this injury and, and getting us to this point. Does that help you? That's perfect. Thanks, Coach. Thanks. Thanks, Coach Anderson.